Hey folks, welcome back. Today, zooming in from beautiful GTA, Toronto, Ontario. We've got a real estate entrepreneur amongst many other things that he, many hats he wears, Mr. Clark Luby. Clark, welcome to the show. Great to see you. Hey, Dave. Thanks very much. I really appreciate being on. Yeah, 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 yeah. So all things real estate, my friend, because I know you do a whole bunch of different things. You're a busy, busy, busy kind of guy. But when it comes to real estate investing, what is your main focus these days? What what kind of deals do you like to do? Well, I guess if you talk about my main focus, my main focus is uh, the Airbnb that I have uh, in Quinty, Quinty West, which is uh, it's about an hour and a half west of, uh, sorry, east of Toronto. It's mm -hmm. uh, Prince Edward County. So what occupies- Is, is, is that kind of like a cottage country area? I'm not familiar with it myself. It, it, it kind of is, but not where I have my Airbnb. My Airbnb okay. is actually in, in downtown Trenton and it's- um, more of a it's not really a vacation property but okay. it occasionally gets used as more of a stopping ground or place to hang out while you go do other stuff but i don't have a lake or anything like that got it all right very good so short-term rentals airbnbs very good that's your main focus these days so tell us a little bit about the backstory because you're an entrepreneurial kind of guy what got you into real estate investing in the first place what was the spark yeah well I, i'm sure a lot of people can relate, but it was the rich dad, poor dad book. Yep. I, I mean, that was, uh, I had heard about that book for about 20 years and seen it sit on shelves and various places and, and just finally one day decided to actually download the audio version, which I highly recommend. Um, yeah. it's, it's not Kiyosaki doing the narration, but it's, uh, it, the guy that does it sounds like it could be him. So I really, spoke to me the the content the voice the cadence the whole thing and uh uh so that's really what sparked my my interest in what, in, what you know, year was that clark like how long ago was that give or take well gosh covid really throws off the timing for yeah, things it but it was it was in the middle of covid it was uh i guess it was the end of 2021 okay. yeah so not very long ago that, that was fairly recently relatively it speaking. was yeah fairly okay. recently so you're right smack in the middle of covid and you decided to jump into real estate investing market's pretty hot at that point yeah so what did you do first well, first I floundered and flopped around, uh, <laughs> and yeah, you know, I can relate. <laughs> I, I I'm not joking. I literally Googled where are the best places to invest in Canada for real estate. I just Googled it. I got a top ten list. It said Toronto, Vancouver, uh, and of course, uh, well, that's not really within reach of of where I'm at in terms of yeah. investments. I mean, it it makes sense. It does. It is a great. Those are great places, but. Uh, I think about on eighth or ninth was Windsor, which uh, which is about four hours west of Toronto, um, in a border city to, with yep. Detroit. And I thought, well, that sounds interesting, and just started reading up on Windsor and um, went to Windsor a couple times. I really had no idea what I was doing. I was listening to a lot of podcasts of reading uh, well, the Kiyosaki book, read it, just try to gobble up as much material as I could from uh, a real estate YouTube videos. I mean, I was just uh, the, the, the uh, uh, Don Campbell's book on real estate. I yeah, mean, everything I could one. get my hands on, I was, I was reading and trying to learn uh, how to do this. So I, like I said, I flopped around, uh, you know, it was back in a market where, uh, as as I heard one of your previous guests talking about where 
you had 20 offers on a property going in with anything but you know 20 30 40 50k over asking you're just going to get you wouldn't even get a, a shot at it so it was just a i was literally just flopping around trying a, to figure it, it is out. a feeding you you were a fish in a feeding frenzy of sharks it sounds like yeah i, I had no idea really what i was doing other than trying to self educate which which is good but i i uh, was just uh, had no real i was really overwhelmed and and uh, intimidated you know yep. intimidated so what what was the first deal? How did you do your first deal? Well, I guess you know I, it'd be unfair for me to to not mention that um, the the way I sort of got myself set straight was I I decided to invest in coaching, real mm-hmm. estate coaching, and um, so I joined one of the maybe the better known coaching groups in this area anyway. Um, got myself a real estate coach. Got myself involved in a network, and um, that was really what helped get me shaped into the right direction, you know, how to look at deals uh, properly, you know, how to assess a property for, you know, what's the, what's the true, you know, do the numbers make sense? Do they work? Um, That, that was huge for me was, was being able to get an understanding of how to work, look at deals and whether deals made sense and and the various ways you could You got the real education around real estate investing. I did. Yeah. There's so much you can find on YouTube and and in books and whatnot, but being taught by somebody who's actually doing it and holding your hand and that accountability yeah, it, makes all the difference. Okay. So you got the coaching, then what, what was the first deal? Tell me about the first deal that you did. Yeah. First deal was this Airbnb I was, I was talking about. It's uh, mm-hmm. so it wasn't an Airbnb when I bought it. It was a, uh, it's a duplex. It's uh, just on a residential street in Trenton. It's um, it was recently renovated. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought it was an idea. I looked at the numbers from, you know, a medium term, short term, long term basis, and they all worked. Mm-hmm. Um, and I decided to take a crack at doing it Airbnb or short term rental uh, because, you you know, the numbers can be better when if you, uh, you know, there's definitely a chance for higher return. You don't have long term tenants. So I went the Airbnb route. I had to do some work on the place to get it up to to spec. Of course, I had to set it up as an Airbnb. But so, that was so my just, first deal. Just to, just to get kind of a visual of this, is it an up down duplex, side by side duplex? Uh, it's, it... it's it's a back to back. Yeah, you you enter from the front for the front unit, and then the the two units share upstairs, like they're separated. But it's uh-huh. I don't know if that's front to back or. But it's it's not side by side. It's it's front front and side kind of thing. Got it. Okay, got a good. Okay, very good. So, it had been a long term traditional rental before then, had been spruced up a bit. You purchased it, so I guess you got it vacant. Then you're one of those yeah. fortunate guys that got it vacant. Yeah, that's lucky. Yeah, <laughs> especially yeah. in Ontario. Uh, and then yeah. you you based on your education, what you'd seen, short term rentals look like a better choice for you, higher cash flow, less hassles with, with tenants theoretically. So yeah. how did just, do you remember like how much did it cost you, if you don't mind sharing to furnish it out, get it all Airbnb ready? Okay. So it's two, there's two units. Uh, one is a, one is a, they were both one bedrooms when I purchased it, but uh, it was actually quite easy to turn one of the units into a two bedroom just by adding a, a wall to block off a staircase Mm-hmm. It was kind of a lofty style thing. So I turned it into a, a true uh, two bedroom. And um, 
you know, it, this is the thing, right? You, you like, okay, well, how much is that going to do? Five, $6,000. Um, and then you start really going <laughs> at it. Uh, yeah. I mean, to set up, to answer your question, to set it up as an Airbnb was about 25,000 to do both of the units uh, fully so furnished, stocked yeah. with, you know, kitchen supplies and uh, TV, like, you know all the all the things you need for an Airbnb about twenty five thousand for both uh, combined for both units. Got it, and then some renovation costs that in that second bedroom and all that kind of good stuff. Okay, yeah. good. So, um, just to give me an idea, that was twenty twenty one. What month did you buy that in, and how long did it get before you're ready to be rent ready for Airbnb? So I actually bought that property in twenty twenty two. It was okay. uh, almost a year ago. <clears throat> excuse me, almost a year ago to the date. Uh, it was, it was, I closed on it end of July last year. Uh, so I started the journey in 2021, but by the time I got to purchasing something, it was almost, you know, eight, nine months later. Yep. And yeah, September, I closed on it in September of 2022. Okay. And then when did you get it? When was it ready to rent out? So I was really lucky. Uh, again, part of being in a network, I was able to source a contractor in the Quinty area who was recommended to me. Um, he was able to get on things quite like right away. And yeah, that was, was that yeah. was huge. Um, and so I, it started with a wall and it became fixing a lot of weird little electrical th and plumbing type things. Mm -hmm. Things I would say you couldn't do uh, like you could maybe let it be as a long-term rental. Some of the little quirkinesses that were there, you know, light switches that flicked on at the doorway, flicked on a light in a closet. Oh yeah. Um, and the closet <laughs> light flicked on the door and the, the main light. So just weird <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah. Um, they, they would not help with reviews on Airbnb. Right? No. So yeah. we knew as an Airbnb, it needed to, I wanted it to be, be, be a, at a very high standard with as little things like that as possible. So right. um so yeah, I put uh, put a, a bit of money into into the reno. It was it was really really well done. The contractor I had did a fantastic job. Um, yeah. Did it on time. I did ask for a couple extra things, and and it 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 took a little longer. But that was me. That was totally me. So we got it up and running. I guess our first Airbnb uh, guest probably would have been let's call it first week of November. So. Oh, so about, about two months six, then. That's six weeks, eight six weeks, weeks to get it. That is very it fast. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. All right. But I correct me if I'm wrong. I'm thinking November in small town Ontario isn't prime time for short-term rentals. I could be wrong those, but I tell you what, if you make a go of it in the low season, then I'm, I imagine high season is pretty good. Or is there no real such thing as a pretty steady eddy? Um, yeah, it's a great point. I think typically Airbnbs are slower in the winter. Uh, I mean, if you're a dedicated winter property with a hot tub and, and mountains yeah. and ski and all that, for sure. But uh, generally, it's a slow season, especially in this part of the country. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, and we kind of, we really had no ability to to do anything about that just because of the closing date and right and the time it took to set it up so we were just like we were prepared for that i guess yeah. that it's going to be slow going in the beginning but that's okay and then maybe we were practiced and ready to go for when the higher season starts up in like april and, and may very good so how has it worked out so far you're just about you know you're coming up on eight or nine months and actively operating the 
the Airbnb. What have been some of your major learning lessons along the way? Yeah, there's been a lot. Uh, I guess one thing I can say is that I, I, I did hire a company to help set up my Airbnb, uh, which I highly recommend. By the way, there's a lot of work involved in getting Airbnb set up. And I believe that getting an Airbnb set up by someone who knows what they're doing is a, is a huge, it's really a valuable thing to do because of the yeah. time. So when you say set up, you're not just talking about the furnishings and all that kind of stuff. Although that probably is part of it. They know yeah. what pops and, and what colors yes. things should be. And, and so they go in with a very professional outlook and give you recommendations or do they actually go and do buy all the furniture furniture and do the all the interior decorating and all that kind of stuff for you? Well, I think different companies do different things. Some well, the one I'll, that you worked with, what did they do for yeah, you? Yeah. So I got the whole, you know, I, I basically got the whole, the whole full uh, meal deal, full yeah. meal deal. That's it. Yeah. Um, where it was, they, they came in, they looked at the units and, and gave their thoughts around what they thought might maybe the theme would be in the two units. One we call the Marina, one we call the trail, uh, it's not far from the marina in Trenton, and it's also a lot of hiking in the area. So they cool. came up with these themes, and um, and then they they had a a whole bunch of ideas for how you know the right kind of furniture that would fit fit it, basically from a wear and tear standpoint and from a practicality and expense standpoint. So they they had all that experience. So they sort of built a theme board, if you will, and showed it to yeah. me and said, "Here's our thinking behind it. What do you think?" I said, it "Looks great." And so, yeah, they, uh, they, they, then they set out to do all the per procurement. I had a bit of decision in, you know, do you want to go with a, this couch? It's a bit more expensive, but this one will do. So we try to keep, keep it on, I'll call it low budget to medium budget kind of territory, yeah. knowing that this stuff's going to get beat up. So you might have to replace it or, mm -hmm. you know, that sort of thing. So, so yeah, full meal deal. And then I had them manage the property as well. Uh, which now, was also so so sorry, Clark. Just because I'm really curious about this, I've never done it before. That's why I'm, I'm curious. But did they also help you set up the listing on Airbnb and Verbo and all of that kind of stuff? Optimize all that kind of stuff for they you. Did. Yeah, do all the locks and all the software and all the yes, all of that uh, cleaning and and all that kind of stuff. They set but, up everything. They did the yeah, they, very. Yeah. That's awesome. Now they put the team together, like the cleaner, and you know, it, I will say if there's nothing else I say on this podcast, if you're running a short-term rental, your cleaner is your number one best person, and right. your you've got it, you've <laughs> got to be your best uh, power team member, absolutely, because I've had a few experiences where they've saved my my bacon a couple times. Yeah. Okay. So, if you don't mind me asking, how does how does that work out cost-wise? Was is that included in, in the 25 grand you're talking about that it, it costs to get everything set up or was there an additional charge on top of that? For this yeah. Um, trying to think back to it now. It was, there was, there was the furniture costs and, and everything I needed to do to, to get the place up and running. I'll say just because I, I'm sorry, I don't have the exact number no, or even remotely. I think it was around 25, maybe it was 30, including their services to set it up and 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 put a list put the listing on and yeah. and do all of that and then of course their property management is uh you know fee on top of that for for every transaction yeah of course and they usually do they usually take a, a flat fee or is it a percentage of revenue 
most do percentages and these these guys did a percentage okay so then sounds like you got off to a good start how did it turn out yeah it was it was a slow it was a, it, i mean from the design perspective and procurement i'd say it was you know pretty well done um for the first few months that they were that it was being run it was uh it was pretty slow um and you know, I really, I didn't make, I didn't want to be involved in at all in, in the process. I really want to just hand this over to, to someone that would do all the work. And mm -hmm. when I saw that we weren't getting the results in terms of the traction and, and rental uh, or the guest uh, bookings, I started to ask a lot of questions and I felt, mm -hmm. and I wasn't really, I felt like I was a little bit in the dark at times in terms of what was happening. And, um, you know, it was, I really wanted to put my faith in in professionals to do this for me and uh, we just agreed that we weren't the right fit as uh for me as the owner and for them as the the property manager so we we agreed to part ways back in uh march which uh was when i basically got handed the the proverbial airbnb keys to say okay now you're doing <laughs> now it. run with it <laughs> and it's been it's been an adventure for sure yeah okay so we we don't have time to go in blow by blow but what being the airbnb manager that you have been for the last six months or whatever it is uh what what have you found has worked really well what hasn't worked so well what are kind of some of your big takeaways are you still are you looking for somebody to outsource this to or do you plan to keep managing your own yeah it's it's funny because um i've actually i've really enjoyed a lot of nice. the work yeah um it is it is a bit uh stressful sometimes when you're say on a vacation like i was last week and forgot that i didn't let our cleaner know we had a, a checkout there was there was a checkout that i completely forgot to let her know about oh, and i was yeah. literally typing her from uh, a hotel a room in boston uh saying Oh my gosh, we have a checkout at 11 and a check in at four for that unit. And I don't think you're aware of it. Can you, can you do it? And she wrote back and said, no problem. I'll be there. And I was just like, but that could have been a serious, serious issue. Cause yeah. you know, if someone can't check into a unit, I'm putting them up in a, a local hotel somewhere, uh, which, which would have been a nightmare. So it's, it's, there's a lot of that kind of, you like you, you know, Corey Frock, uh, who we both know, you know, he's talked about systems and, and really having a proper system in place mm -hmm. is key. Um, so, you know, to answer your question, I mean, I've, I've enjoyed it. Uh, what's worked well is, um, you know, having specified times that you let the cleaner know about the scheduling, yeah. um, having a good relationship with the cleaner is absolutely, uh, you know, top of the list. They really do. Now, do. Do you have a couple of options there or do you just have one cleaner that you're working with? Well, I have a company that I, I understand and I inherited this cleaner from the previous property manager. And I will say that uh, they've been nothing but uh, 100% solid. Yeah. Um, but I've not, I, they, I was talking to someone yesterday about this. It's probably if you look at my SWOT analysis, my biggest threat is if I lose my cleaner. Yeah. Uh, you know, they get sick, break a leg um disappear move away uh whatever it is that i would be scrambling so you know breaking a leg and i'm i know that could be the worst case where they can't physically do it i don't know what i would do like so um 
that's that's a big thing. That's why I, I really spec you know make that a point that the cleaner is such an important part of the yeah, equation. No, that makes sense. So so Clark, uh, as we're wrapping up the interview here, you've you've gone through the trial by fire with your first deal and short term rental. Um, are you wanting to continue in real estate investing? Are you wanting to scale? You wanting to just kind of hunker down and, and keep what you got for the time being. What what are your thoughts? What are your goals moving ahead? Yeah. So I'm not really interested in another short-term rental per se. Like I think I've thought about maybe a vacation type property where I could use it for parts of the year and Airbnb it for the rest as a way to get myself into like a, a lake, lake property somewhere in Ontario, maybe. Um, but I, that's been something we've been thinking about doing. Um, but it's a lot of work getting it set up and and especially if you're talking like more remote areas and it's something I'm I'm just thinking about. I do have uh I'd say if you're looking at what's my target, I'm very interested in doing joint ventures as a money partner. Mm-hmm. So where I bring the money and the the active partner does, you know, sources the deal, finds it. Um I've done uh I've done one in Sudbury already with a, a really solid guy. Um and all I had to do was just, you know, talk to the bank and do do all that. And he took care of the finding the property and getting it tenanted and, and ready to go. So as far as what I'm focused on right now, it's 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 uh, obviously where the numbers make sense. You know, these days, the, the one deal I did in Sudbury was a, a true burr. I could it was a master class on a burr. You know, we we bought the yeah. prop. We, we basically got all of our money back out. This was about again about a year ago. I bought two properties, the Airbnb and this one in September of last year. Um so my goals are probably more along the lines of of joint ventures with with another partner on say triplex duplex type type Got situations it. long term. Yeah, you you like the idea of being more of the passive investor. I do because it's just an yeah. immense amount of time and yeah. uh I do have a lot I do wear a lot of hats including a full-time corporate job. That's pretty bit bu- keeps me pretty busy. So um, I don't know if my boss will ever hear this podcast, but there have been times where, you know, I'm in the middle of a work day dealing with a situation on yeah. the Airbnb that uh, you know, where are you, Clark? It's like, well, I'm trying to get my Airbnb sorted out. What are you bothering <laughs> me for? Because you're on the clock, man. Awesome, Clark. If people want to connect with you, find out more maybe about uh your lovely Airbnb property in Trenton, what should they do? Yeah, just uh, well, f- reached out to me uh, on Instagram is probably the the best way. I find that's a great great way for real estate. It's my favorite social media platform. Uh-huh. So Clark underscore Luby on Instagram. Um, yeah, just send me a note there, and then we can connect however you want. I'm really happy to share with anybody my experiences with with whether it's short term rentals, joint ventures. Uh, I believe that's what this is all about in our in the real estate world is is sharing and paying it forward and um, so yeah absolutely welcome anybody to uh, to reach out. Awesome, Clark. Well, congratulations on sticking it out with the Airbnb, and I'm sure you won't have any problem finding some great deals to do as a joint venture partner. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you, Dave. All right, everybody, take care. We'll talk to you on the next episode.